honestly, the night that I, I know who I know who it was, and I am not a big fan of them, so I'm not sure whether I should like drop it. It's like they're so fucking irrelevant. It doesn't matter if I say their name or mm-hmm. not. It was some guy who calls himself Ronnie Cilantro, and he just got up there and just said rape <laughs> without a punchline. At least nine times over the course of several minutes, and the room was just dead silent, and I was trying so hard to not just yell like, like Jesus fucking Christ! How did you do that? That I loved. It was very funny to me, because like, I'm watching the trainer cap and myself when I'm running the mic, and yeah. he's just like, well, you guys don't like rape? Yeah. <laughs> That's it for like the twelfth time. It's like was it because I said rape? He said it at least nine <laughs> times, like for sure at least nine. Mm-hmm. And he's still trying to get into the, just the setup of the joke. So that's ranking pretty high. Yeah. In what I've seen so far, that's I haven't the, seen much. That's, uh, but that's he's, up there. he's a front runner in the uh, the shit show. A week ago, you said was... you had to boot somebody the other week. What happened? Uh, I don't uh, think I was there. Too much touching. Uh, oh, yeah. oh. too much too too handsy feely isn't that fun well <laughs> Jesus Christ. If, if that ever happens to me it's like i'm torn between i don't want to make a scene at a place that i would like to come back to i don't want it to reflect badly on the business and i don't want to get anybody involved with the business in any kind of trouble but if somebody touches me i really don't want to come tattle to you I want to stab him through the hand. Oh, yeah. Like, Alaskan style. I really just want to go zero to 60. Or, like, in Omaha, I guess one. I don't want to get on a roll bitching about how I get tired of, like, oh, it's not a safe environment for women. No, it's fucking not. And I'm going to come back anyway. And, like, in Omaha, when I was really new, somebody had their ass grabbed at an open mic and they tried to you know, tell the bartender, I I don't know. It was handled poorly. And if it had been me, I would have thrown a chair. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be funny. I would have grabbed a fucking chair and I would have thrown it at this motherfucker. Yeah. If nobody, if everybody's going to turn a blind eye and be like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't be so hot. Yeah. The, what was she wearing tactic is exhausting. So I have a lot of aggression in me from just years of, do you do CrossFit? Being, <laughs> no, I don't. I run. I roller skate. <laughs> I really kind of want to get into roller derby. Angrily, angrily roller skating is funny. I do well with a physical outlet mm-hmm. for my intense energy. Oh, if I get angry on stage, the show's over. <laughs> the show's done. It's nice here. I really like living here. I am very happy here. I'm just sort of starting to realize like it's like being a rescue dog or an abused animal being from nebraska i'm not kidding like i hated omaha so much more than i hated myrna because at least in myrna there's no law it's the wild west and you can pretty much do whatever you want you can put your baseball bat in the back of your truck and go take care of it kind of justice yeah and omaha is a never-ending season three of a reality show that nobody wants or asked for anymore. Dawson's it's, Creek season 20. It's so bad. <laughs> Fuck. But when I started comedy there, I am an aggressive person. or I have very... I get called aggressive. I don't mean to be. This is just the way I talk a lot of the time. And I'm I'm sorry I'm not docile enough. I don't know, but... The point I'm getting at is when I started going on stage in Omaha, I had to be aggressive. Yeah. I had to. Otherwise, I would get eaten alive. You're wasting your time, too. You're just everyone, It's just another mic where your words just disappear into yeah. the ether. And I was walking up to an open mic in Omaha once, and in the parking lot, there was a visibly very drunk guy about my age just pissing by his car. <laughs> And he goes, hey, hey, sunshine, come over here. Oh, Christ. And I was like, how could I resist? <laughs> what an offer, my friend. Kept, yes. wa- kept walking, but I remember he's like, princess, sunshine, come on, just get in the car. Just get in the car. How many times does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Bright size. Wow. Is uh, that the courtship in Omaha? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Pee on your car and... There was a guy who... 
um, ended up firing a gun off in his house who was in the comedy scene. And uh, don't worry, that just means he really likes you. Oh, was he getting like a d- domestic argument? And he's like, "There's so much I fucking love you." I think that was actually kind of along no. the lines of what happened. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> I fucking love you. Is this what you want? Yeah. Is this what you want? I'll get my jacket out. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> fuck. When did you start comedy? Mm. Back to 1904. Um, no, I was like. 2017, 16, 17. Oh, yeah. So I started in late 2015, so. Nice. Around the same Similar, time. I know, I remember, your, I remember the, the time I was, I heard about you was when you did Altercation Comedy Festival. That was the first time you heard about me? Yeah. Um, through, through Kyle Pogue. Kyle Pogue, the other me. I like Kyle Pogue a lot. You should. He was one of the first people that I met here, and I have nothing but good things He's to say about He's a sweetie. He's yeah. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an an egg that he laid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's less angry. <laughs> Little Kyle, <laughs> Little Pogue. Yeah, where's Bandy? <laughs> I guess. Why? What? When was the first time that you bombed badly? Mm, second time. Why did you go back? I don't. I think it's because I loved comedy so much, and I've always been the person who's like. You, you just flipped the script, by the way, interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I don't know. I, I think you, if you have that kind of, that want to make people laugh all the time in any situation. Yeah. And that's just something that if you really want to do it and you still want to keep, if you'll bomb 10 times in a row and still keep going up, you'll make it work. How or did you, you don't. do the first time you went up? Crushed. Yep. Same. Yep. M- murdered. I went to Barley Street. It's a... I don't know how many, I, I don't have anything positive to say about Omaha, and I just love a platform to dump all over that place. <laughs> cool. I'm so sorry. Let's do it. I know it's not a good look. I, I do not care. I'll be there in October. This is great. <laughs> Tell everyone I said, suck my 10 inch cock. I hate you. Make, you, make yeah. them pay you double for your suffering of being there. I'm going to go. Yeah, just like, you know Haley Raven? Yeah. She hates you. Yeah, she wants you to eat her 10-inch cock. I believe is what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a 10 or 11-inch. Well, do you know Jack Comstock? Yeah. He's the one who introduced me to actually going out and doing comedy. Nice. I had no idea that you just go out on a Wednesday and do it. You Otherwise, just... I would have started years earlier. Right. I there's Didn't. no initiation process or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, just go do it. Yeah, you just show up and like mm-hmm. I'm not. I had Nick very... in uh, Georgia Comstock uh, I, on a couple weeks ago. I have been around her several times. I've seen her perform and I like her, but I like never talk to her. Oh, she hates you. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Good, good, <laughs> good. Fight to the cage fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's great. The Comstocks. Yeah, she's super cool. Shout out the Comstocks. Um, but Jack. And I were both working at a dog grooming place, and we washed dogs, and he told me about the open mic. I went and I watched a few times, and I remember being in my car and timing my set and stressing out. It was just doing, oh, God. Uh-huh. And now I just could not care no, less. No. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a nice way, I guess. It, it feels nice. In a freeing way. Yeah. Yeah. Er, but I went up. I told I like telling stories and just did really well. Mm-hmm. And then the second time was all the confidence in the world. Not really. No? I, I was just like, this cannot be how it goes every time. Mm. But I didn't bomb horror. I don't even really remember that set. I just remember being like, ugh, afterward. I feel stinky after that one. Yeah. yeah. Comedy sucks. <laughs> so why do we keep doing it? Last night, I, I was with Cody Cardinal in a show in Denver, and we show up, and there's like say, there are like eight people there, and we're like, oh, nice. We got eight people. That's still enough for a show. Mm-hmm. And then six of them stand up and leave. Ooh. And then we're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ow. Someone's, there was a rave upstairs, and then there was someone playing piano in the other room, and I swear to God, there was a cockfight going on downstairs, because it was like... It was just all the sound in every direction, and then two people trying to listen to one person on stage. It was, it was comedy hell. 
That sounds like something out of a TV show. I know. It felt it. It. I just started laughing because like there'd be that point where like you know where the DJ talks upstairs like, and he just gets quiet and then he goes back to. I have trouble being funny on demand or when I talk to comedians. I get very. I feel it up in my shoulders and my chest. I'm kind of like. I don't know what you want me to do. Oh. I love to go up and perform. And even though it is things that I've said before, like I have to be in the genuine mood to do anything I do on stage. And yeah. you can tell if I'm not. You're not a yuckster. Y- yuck it up. Like where it's like. Eh. I, mean, I wish I was cuter. On Like I wish I knew how to be cuter and friendlier. Cuter. Like, g- goofy and like silly. Oh, hey partner. Like something like that. Well, I don't know. Like Sammy. Oh, Sammy. Sh- I lo- D- don't wish that on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sammy. Hey, he chokes on his own tongue every morning. <laughs> no, we all love him. He's, I want him to sit on my shoulder. He is. I know. I want an evil one and a, a, a angel, Sammy Pachota. <laughs> Hey! And the other one's just like, One hey. has a red Adidas jacket, and the <laughs> other one has the regular black one. <laughs> he's doing this thing Wednesday at the Comedy Fort, where we're, we're at the green room before the show, and he's just looking in the mirror, and he's going, hey, no. Hey! No. <laughs> he's like practicing his haze. <laughs> Hello! Fuck! Oh, God. <laughs> so... I've been all over the place during this conversation, and I'm trying to calm down a little bit. Yeah. I just get really nervous around comedians mm. in, like, a social anxiety way because I love to go be funny on stage, and I like to just – I don't like having to be on around oh. people. Yeah. Or I can't stand when – you're really trying to have a conversation with people and they run a bit on you. You uh, in the middle of like, what do you think about this? It's like, hey, I was just talking about the weather. Yeah, I was talking with Patrick and uh, Nick about that. They were just like, can we just be people? Yeah. Let's just be people. And I per- personally appreciate that whenever I see you. I'm not like waiting for you to like, hey, I got this new thing. I don't like I the, got a new take. Yeah, or the... It, there's not, I, I, I'm not just saying this, like I like hanging out with the people here and maybe I just haven't been around it, but I haven't noticed as much. Like there's not like the, when you're having a conversation, it seems like everyone's trying to one up each other mm-hmm. with the funny that exhausts me. Yeah. Um, I'm a weird hybrid of introverted and extroverted and that's a, that's a fun tightrope to walk when you do comedy a lot. It's the same for me. I like being, I'll just be like hold up all day. And all of a sudden I'm like, I want to see everyone all mm-hmm. at once. Yep. And I'm back to hold up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel social pressure to, I have just gone up to a lot of people here and said, Hey, if I give you like a dirty look or if I look mad, I'm probably not. I probably I'm not looking at you like that. That's just my face. Have you had a lot of beefs with that? Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Not here. Oh, in Omaha. But and, and then people here say like, oh yeah, like once I talk to them, we're fine. But they say, oh yeah, I in Omaha, there's a guy. He came up to me, and the first thing he ever said to me, it was another comedian. First thing he ever said to me was, "You look like you're about to kill somebody." Really? That's what he said. That's the first thing he ever said to me. Nice to meet you. My name's Haley. And <laughs> did you have a knife out though? I didn't. Were you brandishing a a, a, a scimitar? Uh, I was not, but I did do that on stage once in Council Bluffs. Nice. <laughs> you pulled out a knife. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, well, the first time, like, really? The, yeah. Oh, sick. For what? Was it someone talking? Uh, do you want me to start at the beginning? Yes, please. Because. There's more weaponry attached to the story if you start at the beginning. (laughs) There's levels. So there's just not a lot of opportunity for stand-up in Omaha, and it's really difficult to get people to come and watch it, like, unless you are a big established name or if you have, like, a following. Like, Sam Talon, like, every show there, there's people there, you know? And 
stuff like that. But for people like me or just local people, like there's not a demand. Like yeah. nobody wants this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And there is an improv theater in uh-huh. Omaha. We're, we're, it, it, I'm doing that in October. And, uh, they do stand up there too, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go there, I want you to remember this is where it all happened, baby. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, really? That's yeah. Where you started. Oh, okay. I, I walked in one night to that, and it was a sold out show, and they can get like 70, 75 people in there. It's a small room, but it's if it's full, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and it's full, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, good. There's people here. It's looking good. And I walked in to the room. It's curtained off. So I come through the curtain into the showroom. And immediately I notice a table up front, right up front. And it's three women. The way I always describe it is they were built like monster trucks. They were. They were just, they looked like Shrek in wigs. (laughs) The most rough Midwestern, like, did some deadlifts before they got like <laughs> short hair, like short mom haircuts. You know what I mean? The Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Peggy. Big Peggy. Big Peggy. <laughs> and then there was this little more tan girl with her hair done up all nice and a little white outfit and a sash. And she had a tiara and Uh-oh. a visibly black eye. Oh, so, B- bachelorette party? Yeah. I just thought, uh, my verbatim thought was, these bitches are going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that. The black eye is an interesting detail. <laughs> I just thought, holy shit. <laughs> There's a sign outside of Hastings, Nebraska. I don't think it's there anymore, but you can look up the sign so you know it's real. It's a purple billboard with a flower and it has petals falling off of it. And it says, he hits me, he hits me not. Hmm. Welcome to Nebraska, everybody. Is that what it says? Yeah, that's what the Welcome sign says. Oh, no. Oh. No, that's something I added, but <laughs> okay. just, that is the yeah. only place I've ever seen yeah. that sign. We've got 20 generations of beating our wives out here. <laughs> that, that's funny because my cousin's grandparents have 18 grandkids, so you're in the ballpark of oh, the 20 generations. my God. <laughs> Whenever I meet someone, I met someone a couple weeks ago where he's like, yeah, I'm the, ten, I'm the first of 10 kids in my family Good and God. Like, your parents need to stop <laughs> they need to put cement please stop touching each other stop it i take i'm neutering you both <laughs> jesus there's that picture it's just some meme online but it's one of those stick families on the back of a van and there's way too many of them and somebody wrote in the dust oh my god stay off of her <laughs> get off her you monster <laughs> i remember seeing a sketch once of uh there's like a car accident and they're like, they come to the back of the, the car and it has that family stickers on it. And he's like, is, did Jeffrey make it out okay? And he just peels off the little a little kid <laughs> off, the, off the back of the van and gives it to her. But anyway, so these, yeah, so yeah, these the women, hot Peggy's up front and then the, 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 batch, the oh, queen. They, they, the queen. Were, they were big, rough looking women yeah. except for that little one in the tiara. The boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her special night. And I went into the green room, immediately got out my taser <laughs> and put it in my back pocket. Nice. Just because, like, there's four of them. Like, that's the kind of stuff I, like, I'm thinking that, like, you look like you're going to be a huge problem. I know not to expect a goddamn droplet of support from the people around me. So if you want to come up and knock my face in, I would like to have a fighting chance. Yeah. Because, you know, they're... Whatever. I was like, I'm. If I'm going down, I'm going down with the shock. Going, going down, tasing. And they heckled everybody. Like it was really bad from the get go. They should have been kicked out. Like the host shows up and they're like, Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like it just hit the ground running with that type of thing. It was embarrassing that they were not kicked out long before i went on stage it was wildly inappropriate that they were were the comics not like digging into them at all i can't really remember anybody else's set they weren't doing a good job they didn't have (laughs) control of the crap like it was not going well no everybody's set was really rough and i think somebody started to get mad at them and it wasn't really 
as funny as it was making it more tense. And then I went up there and I tried to do my set and they saw me and they started doing that. Just Mm-mm. They just saw a woman yeah. and were like. And they asked Queen you on stage. Yep. Well, it is time to be obnoxious. And I tried to tell my jokes. And at some point in the first few minutes, I just got down and I looked at him and I said, hey, sweetheart, I know it's your real special night being your fourth bachelorette party and all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But if the next five minutes could not be about you, that would be great. <laughs> could you do that for me? Oh, my God. So, so Just she, the next five minutes. She got mad, I'm guessing. It wasn't the Tiara girl. I think she I think she was, she looked pretty broken inside. <laughs> was it the black guy that sold you that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but the it was a big white lady. She started getting mad at me. Often. And... I started going into my jokes about not wanting kids, and those jokes do not always hit well in Nebraska. Uh-huh. And like, I just go up there and like, no regrets. Tee like, off. <laughs> yeah, just freight train yeah. through that bit. Yeah. But I started going back and forth with her, and she got up eventually, and like, I'm thinking, all right, you know, for legality's sake, you got up. I'm going to step back. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then she got on the stage, and I pulled out the taser, and I started setting it off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And did she did she rush you? You saw all the comics, just eyes, just, just a field of eyes in the dark. <laughs> and they finally ran up there and, like, got between us, uh-huh. and they grabbed her, and they had her arms behind her back, and they were literally pretty much dragging her out of there. And as she got dragged out of there, she screamed, I bet you've had so many abortions, you fucking bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I joke about that, and I say that's what Catholic people say because they feel bad about how many they've had. Oh, my God. What kind of person is that? A typical Nebraskan woman. Oh, my God. I have more... I have only been going out and being social here since May. I'm not exaggerating. I have more female friends than I ever did in Omaha. And I lived in Omaha from seventh grade until last year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is it, so there's just a lot of, there's a lot of uh, Bible gung-ho, we like our casserole, get off my lawn kind of gals out there. There's a lot of women who learn to not think for themselves and grow up pissed. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Well, yeah, that's why. And then I'm basically every decision they were too afraid to make laughing in their face. (laughs) (laughs) You're putting them into a frenzy. Y'all can eat this ass. I don't care. (laughs) That's the best. This 10 inch penis. Well, I'll be sure to tell everyone I'm going to that same club. That'll be fun. Yeah, so when you get in there... Yeah, I'll bring a taser. Yeah, yeah, just in case. I had a gal come up to me on stage once. Uh, she's, uh, you know, one of the, uh, a Peggy herself. And she, I think she was from Nebraska because I, I was wearing a, uh, a, a Nebraska shirt that mm-hmm. I got from like one of those venues that was going closing down that I paid <laughs> for a t-shirt so they wouldn't die. <laughs> and <laughs> I wearing it before a show. And she's like, Nebraska, huh? And I was like, yeah, I've, ne- I've never been there, but... School and I just left. So I was kind of she was giving me like weird looks, and then I'm doing my set, and I'm having a fun show in this backyard, like little uh, you know brew brew place in Denver, and then I'm just I'm just doing my set, and she just yells out, "I'm glad you have a dick," and I'm like, "What?" That sounds like the social skills of a person from Nebraska, because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I'm glad you have a dick," and I was like, "What was that?" And she thought me saying what was that was her opportunity to come up and try and like grope me in the middle of like 80, like 80 people in the crowd. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I got like the, the mic stand and was just kind of. I'm getting like a Grand Island vibe from this woman. Grand Island, what's that? Grand Island, Nebraska. It's where they make all the ranch? What is? I don't know. They have a fair there or something. <laughs> you know that one place in Nebraska that has a fair? <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, we could call her and be like, are you from Grand Island? Cool. Yeah, but the, I had actually had to call Harrison. I was like, hey, Harrison, we get this gal out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Who let you out? Jesus. 
when the second time like I came back up after the taser thing mm. I went up and did my set god damn it after mm-hmm. that not a good set I bet you did <laughs> I did not care and then another Omaha comedian came out um and they brought a plant with them and they put it on the 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 <laughs> what's the word stool yeah, yeah. that yeah. that item that sure. we always have with us up there that I don't know the name of edit that part out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Puts a well, plant up there. Yeah. So after my set, another comedian comes out and they bring a plant with them and they set it on the stool and they start out by saying, "I heard that plants have a calming effect." It's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Way to build. And man, uh, animals. I guess there were not many opportunities. Like there was one open mic in Lincoln. An hour away from Omaha. Yikes. So you can do that on Mondays. Uh, and then the other really established open mic was at a place called Barley Street Tavern. And that was on Wednesdays. And those were really the only... Two things. Yeah. No matter what they say, like, they're lying. <laughs> There's not a pulse in that scene. It's dead. There's no demand for it. There's a funny bone, isn't there? Yeah, but... I don't even know. Like, I'm never going to be at the Funny Bone. I opened for James Johan once, and, like, I know that that's not my environment, especially in Nebraska. I just, I don't know. I I don't like to bitch, and I get a lot of anxiety, and my words get stuck because I don't, I know it's not a good look to say negative things about certain things. Like, I don't know. Everything about comedy is weird. The entertainment industry is so weird. Yeah. I just do this because it's fun and I enjoy it. And that's what it comes down to. There's not really a bigger reason. That's good. And comedians, like, when they get too serious about it, it just ruins it for me. Oh, yeah. And when it becomes this thing that they want, like, status out of it, too. And... I'm going to go back to the knife thing. That's the part two to the taser. Oh, right. Oh, fuck. I forgot. I thought it was just the taser. No. Um, that was a, So that was its own incident. And <laughs> I... Same place? No, it was a different place. So like the taser incident was at that improv theater in Omaha. Yeah. And then Council Bluffs is an Iowa town across the river. And it is... You... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you go across a river, you find yourself in you. <laughs> yep. A lot of skinny guys on bicycles. Nice. <laughs> and uh, it was at this t- little bar called Third Base Bar and Grill. <laughs> oh, shoot. I walked in, and it's ex- it just a room full of the type of people who live there, which is you fine. Said, you said the name, and I already pictured it perfectly. I got it. There's one just big, just big meaty guy in a red hat, you know, and mm-hmm. I can tell he's the nightmare of the room. And he got kicked out before I went up. And it's like, Jesus Christ, a bar in Council Bluffs has better security measures and more awareness than the improv theater in Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> but I prepared for this guy because... I heard that at the last show, he mercilessly heckled the only female comedian, and he only did it to her. Ew. And he was being a real piece of shit through the whole show. Hard divorce vibes right there. And my taser was broken. It, I check it periodically to make sure it works. He used it too much on <laughs> And it, it, it didn't work. And so I didn't have anything with me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this guy looks like someone who's not afraid to hit a woman mm-hmm. if they talk back to him. And I went up to the bar. They had food there. And I asked him for a steak knife. Oh. I put it in my pocket. I had a hoodie on. And I put it in my hoodie pocket. And he got kicked out before I went up. But I kept the knife. Yeah. And I went on stage. And I just ended up joking about it. And I I just, it worked, but I just like joked about him and I ended up pulling it out and I set it on the stool at some point. And I'm like, I'm going to put this here. Mm -hmm. Sign of trust. (laughs) 
They even put the handle. Someone will put a plant there I'll later. I'll put the handle towards you because I trust you. I trust you're not going <laughs> to. Man, I, I can't wait you to go out. I've only done a show in Scotts Bluff. And that's just a little town closer to Colorado in yeah. Nebraska. Yes. The community here has been such a hard 180. I bet. From what I got very yeah. used to. And it's very nice to be able to feel like I'm growing as a comic again and to have all the good feelings that I had at the beginning. And the hardest thing that I've been dealing with is learning how to let my guard lower and be more vulnerable on stage. Cause like I have a pretty deep voice and like really intense energy. Yeah. But like, I'm not a big bad wolf asshole all the time. Yeah. And like, it's very nice to be able to go on stage and I don't have to come out with my teeth bared. Mm -hmm. And that's something very new for me that I need to get used to. It's good you have that backbone, though, where if someone wants to rush the stage, you can handle them. <laughs> I don't guess. like putting up with shit from people. <laughs> no. No. I mean, like, ugh. That always makes me feel gross, too, when I have to go up to people and, like, hey, if you talk more, I have to kick you out of the building like you're a toddler. Can you stop being a toddler for five seconds? I'm really bad at, I guess, not bad at it, but... If I have to approach somebody like that, my tone tends to be kind of intimidating. Hey, you stupid dick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you probably cut right to the chase. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, God. I felt so bad about this. This was a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was at the open mic. And it was Danny's birthday. Mm. Do you remember I'll this remember incident? I'll remember that open Oh, mic. God. You okay, know? so did you hear about what I did? N no. Fuck. Oh, yes, I did. But please, tell the <laughs> folks at home. Oh, no. Okay. Um, tell the folks at home. How <laughs> I feel really bad about this. Um, this is a public apology, but also this is funny as shit. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. Let's get to the story. It was open mic. Is Danny the bartender's birthday. I love her so much she's shout just, out danny yeah she's you're wonderful we love you so much thank mm -hmm. you for babysitting all of us on a regular basis <laughs> she was bartending and some dude came up and said you look like a gross stripper to her i guess first it, words out of his mouth and i went up to get something from her and she told me that happened and i was just blind pissed immediately just red hot mad and I said, point him out to me. She's like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. I said, no, point him out to me. And she looked around. She says, I don't see him. I said, well, if you do see him, point him out to me. I was talking to her. She said, it's a guy in a turquoise shirt. It's Eric's neighbor. And she pointed outside. And I don't, she pointed outside. And you go outside and kick the shit out of a guy in the red shirt. No, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a kid sitting there. He was sitting on the bike. The place where you pike your, park your bikes. Uh -huh. He's sitting there and he's got a turquoise shirt on. And it looks like she's pointing at him. And I, I'm i pretty sure she was. But she said, that's him. That's the guy. And I said, that's the guy? That's the guy sitting right there outside? She said, yeah, that's him. And I walked outside and I walked up to him and I was so mad. I don't remember exactly what I said. They all looked like they were going to shit. I walked up and I said something like, did you say some stupid shit to my friend in there? And he, hand, like, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hands up, baby doll, like, eyes, like, no, I didn't mean to. Yeah, he was like, I didn't say that. That wasn't me. And I said, well, she told me that some motherfucker in a turquoise shirt came up and said, she looks like a gross stripper. So did you go in there and say that shit to my friend? He said, no, I didn't say anything to her. I promise. Like, I swear that wasn't me. <laughs> Eric and his neighbor were like, to my defense, this guy's shirt was a lot more turquoise than the, right. than the actual guy. I remember like, Danny being like, no, that's teal, not turquoise. I was like, Danny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just knocked my headphones off because of that state. This is why I can't be friends with women. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy fuck. I am too gay for that. I, another thing, like, I'm always presumed straight, and I don't like to shove 
things about myself down people's throat. I'm going to get into that in a minute. I'm going to finish the story. Yeah, yeah. I have ADHD. You're going to have to just bear with me. No, it's pretty how- It's pretty normal for comedians to have this kind of yeah. rotation. So I go up to this guy and I'm getting all fucking Robert De Niro in his face. And he says it's not him. And I look at the guy I am looking for. and He looks like he's going to shit. And I said, you, are you the motherfucker I'm looking for? And Eric's like, no, no, no. It's not him. He's my neighbor. I know him. And I'm then it starts to like click like and then eric's neighbor split immediately like he borderline ran away like a bitch like a bitch and then phil came running out of the bar with his eyes popping out of his head just going like this and (laughs) i I turned around and i'm like oh no no we literally just resolved that yeah we're fine now That's the best. We're frenzies now. It's cool that you went out to go dropkick a motherfucker, though. Oh, I owe that kid a drink and a free ass kicking of someone of his choice. (laughs) Some IOUs. Yeah. (laughs) A little mob debt to pay to him. Yeah, you 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 would be a good loan shark. Oh, if it if it were a time before video cameras, I would have such like a lucrative career in petty larceny and. Oh yeah. Like shakedown stuff oh my god you'd be you'd be be working for the kingpin for sure yep i'd want oh i'd have i love (laughs) it you're just reminiscing about a A past life life. a life you could have (laughs) lived i could have stole shit (laughs) god damn it yeah one thing i really admire comedians who are able to actually write jokes because yeah. all like yeah <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way all of my stuff is stories right now i love being in an environment where i am around comedians who make me think you scare the shit out of me because you're so good at this mm. you're funny you're better than me but it's not bad feel like it's not a negative feeling. It doesn't feel anxious or any kind of negative. It's, it's hum- a- humbling, but also you can get excited about the idea that you have that, that's your peers. Yeah, like yeah. I want. I, I'm glad to have people that make me feel inspired to get better, and that I really admire how they are on stage. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> me also, as well. <laughs> You were saying something about uh, you were supposed to come back to? Oh, one thing. I've never been very good at having friendships with women. And I feel like a part of that is I grew up in Nebraska and I did grow up very closeted. And I was trying to write something about this. It's just an experience that happened. And like, this is really like when I knew like, okay, something's different. Yeah. I was really little. When did Titanic come out? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I was five or six. I'll, like, I'll do a quick. I'll do a quick Google. It was ninety-seven or ninety-eight, so I was five or six. And me and my cousin would watch that, and she was my age, so we're little kids, you know. Yeah. And she called Leonardo DiCaprio hot. She said he's so hot, and I didn't know what that meant. And I said, "What's that mean?" And she explained, like, it means that, like, I like the way he looks, you know? And however six-year-old explains that, she did. And I said, she's really hot, too, about Kate Winslet. Yeah. And she looked at me in a way that I... You can see my face right now. Mm -hmm. I don't really have words to describe it, but I was like, okay, noted. Fucking don't bring that up. Wow, she freaked out on you? How old was she? She she was six or seven. Oh, so... Oh, so... Wow. Just blew her mind. That could even be a thing. Yeah. She looked at me like I was dirty. Oh, ew. And we just never talked about it. And then when I was about 14, we, we were all in Omaha... They must have been, like, shopping for formal clothes because they always came there to do that. But she pulled me aside and said to me quietly, Haley, you know that God doesn't like gay people, right? Oh, my God. And I think it's because one of my friend's moms was gay or something. Like, I don't remember exactly what that was about, but, like, I grew up around that kind of stuff. And God, these mid these Midwestern woes are fucking insane, man. Like the... 
they just don't let you. Because <laughs> I, I grew up Catholic too, and yeah. it's like uh, I that'll never, yeah put a dent in the psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, so you grew up. It when when did you have, did you ever have a point where you're like fuck it, this is who I am? Yeah, but in a way to where I was okay with it. With like, I'm okay with it. It has never bothered me or been something that I've felt wrong or ashamed about, but I hide it out of anxiety of not wanting to deal with how other people react to it. Sometimes whether it's positive or negative. That's probably a big move for your, like with just moving to Colorado with that. (laughs) This is going to sound so fucked up, but like (laughs) there's so many girls that it's like, I'm pretty sure like, most people are like a, a little gay and like they get taught like I especially with attractive <laughs> women I feel like you get taught to cater to men's toddler ass sexuality and not your own and so there's like a lot of really beautiful women that have only ever dated men that are super awkward and I always tell myself like no you're reading this wrong like but I love the look on a man's face when I take his woman Oh, yeah. I love cucking dudes. <laughs> Here's a little insider information. She's giving my girlfriend a massage after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, like, it's just, there's a lot of, like, I hear a lot of women joke about their sexuality on stage, which is fine and great. Keep doing that. Like, if I express an opinion that makes you upset, like, keep doing what you're doing. You don't fucking have to care about what I say. It's fine. Yeah. But, like. Jesus Christ, every woman I've ever met in my fucking life is bisexual, and yet I can't get a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Mm. And every bisexual girl I know has a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I'm not allowed to explore and resolve these frustrations. And I get a lot of male attention here. Men are very aggressive and rude in Omaha. And like people would just yell like "suck my cock, bitch!" out of yeah, the car. Yeah, pe- peeing, and then hey, let's get in the car, kind of guys. And people cat call me all the time here, and it's always men. Yeah. And I mean, it happens frequently, and usually, I, like I used to feel better if I had a guy with me because that still does cut it at least in half. But I'll be walking with guys now, and they'll still do it. Eesh. I was walking with Patrick and Sammy. Uh, to our cars after a mic and some guy in like a like a suv or a truck drove by and he just yelled god damn you're sexy and sammy goes god you fucking monster (laughs) you're a monster (laughs) that's a good sammy impression well that sucks fuck it makes sense as a truck or suv that's probably a guy who's like a toddler it was like he didn't look rednecky he looked like a csu kid daddy's money yeah. Yeah. Daddy's money bought Daddy's him that money. SUV. Yeah. Gotta so, love those. I'm very, con- like, I and I grew up dealing with this. I, if sexuality is a spectrum, I definitely lean heavily toward the side labeled as gay. Yeah. But every once in a while, like, I think the reason that I still date men sometimes is because and then people want to roll their eyes at me for saying this like men want intimacy and like want to be close to people like they take more time to like if it's actually somebody that i connect with and not just some random asshole who thinks i'm hot and wants to fuck yeah like it's very hard for me to get women to just hang out and I wonder if that's because women are always kind of performing and changing, like chameleoning uh-huh. into each into pers- like each individual person's wants and needs. Because like that's what I've done for a lot of my life is I'm gonna read you and I'll adapt to what works best for you because I'm anxious and I want like your needs come before mine and I want to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. Deep. Wow. Deep bad parent stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Deep bad parent stuff. And maybe you just haven't met. I, I, now that you might roll your eyes at this, but have you not just met the right gal? I don't know. Cause like, I, what I'm getting at is like, men will hang out with me more and have more conversations and establish more of an emotional bond, before, like emotional connection before we have sex. 
and women go straight to the sexuality. Like when they approach me, it is always sexual. And I've heard the opposite about like someone who's like weird. So what what have you heard? Because like the opposite, like for a gal where it's like guys just want to have sex and then they leave. Like a gal who's straight. That's really well. Well, I feel like if I'm pretty like dominant and masculine and like I do not like it is very confusing because I grew up having mostly guy friends or like they wanted to be outside more and have less of a schedule. Yeah. They were less, you know, they were a little more spontaneous than the women that I knew in Nebraska or that I grew up with, especially in and after middle school. That's when it really started to get difficult to bond with women and to have like lasting friendships with them. And one thing, like, it really sucks because I like, I enjoy being friends with men. And then a lot of times they'll end up wanting something more out of that. Oh, yeah. Or just, but every time a girl approaches me, she's usually drunk, which I don't like. And they're very sexual. This sounds like I'm bragging, but I want to talk about Mm -hmm. it. I want to talk about it. And if you want to get mad at me, go ahead and get mad at me. No, I said a gal comes up and he goes, hey, you're pretty. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm glad we're both pretty, but I have no idea who you are. Like, yeah. I don't know if we like the same things. Like, I could do this, but this is very surface level, and, like, that doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm using you, and, like, I don't know if this is what, you, like, I don't even know if you're really, I don't know what this is, you know? Have you tried Christian Meagle? You know? Try, try and rope <laughs> one of them in. There's probably a lot of... Oh, but, there's plenty. Yeah. Oh, people who are like... That's half the reason all the women in Nebraska are so mad. Because <laughs> they're lesbians? Yeah. <laughs> They've just been having bad sex with men their whole life, just not coming the whole time. Oh, every time I hear someone make a joke kind of like that, it's like, if you want, like, like, was it like Mandy Kay has a joke like that where it's like, ladies, if you want to learn how to actually, if you want to come, date a gal, you know, like th- those jokes, I'm always like, that's always fun. It's like, it sounds cliche, but... Somebody has a joke. I don't remember who it is, and I feel bad because I know it's somebody that I see all the time. Sinbad? Yes. Yeah. He's got this joke (laughs) where he says, um, sometimes I masturbate badly, so it feels like a guy's doing it. Who who says that? I don't know. Because it's it's so true. And I never talk about my sexuality or sex life or dating on stage because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not relatable and I'm terrified it's going to come off like I'm trying to brag about something that I don't want. No. Because all the attention from men, I understand you don't know right off the bat that there is a very, 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 very high chance that I am not interested. If I am interested, I will come up to you and I will very, very clearly tell you that. With papers? I'll come up and be like, I need to have a conversation yes. with you. You and I need to talk right now. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's it's very funny. You're you're very uh there's zero bullshit with you, right? I I don't know. I can get on my bullshit no, there's, every now and then. I feel like <laughs> no, when you're like talking though and how you feel about things, yeah. you don't sugarcoat things. I don't like to. No. Is that Omaha? Is that what Omaha does to you? Just no, you I a... think that's just me. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I'm not like, yeah, I just don't sugarcoat things. And I like to. You're the most free person in Nebraska where you're like, I like, oh man, I wish I could have watched you just telling so, a. I'm not kidding. This is, tr- I was trying to write a joke about this too. I'm sorry. I keep saying that, but all I have is my life to yeah. write about right now. And it's like, maybe once I get all that out of the way, then I can learn to joke about. Here's the things. thing though. You're writing jokes. That's jokes. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I like mushrooms a lot. Last time I took a pretty hefty dose of them. A heroic dose? <laughs> a, what's a heroic dose? Like five grams. Oh no 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 no! I didn't I didn't no, see didn't. God or anything. No. I was just <laughs> you didn't you didn't didn't do cartwheels in the everlasting forest. I did not. No. But what I did do is lay down on the floor and just cry for a while oh. because I was so happy. Oh wow! I was so happy, and 
relieved all because I moved here. Oh, well, I that's just great. Bawled on the floor because I was oh. so happy and I felt like Uma Thurman at the end of Kill Bill 2. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, we're happy to have you here. I, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Isn't that cool what mushrooms do? I had something similar with my girlfriend once. This is this is a this is a very wholesome episode of Goofin. Uh, <laughs> I remember I, was, I did, last time I did mushrooms like a lot. I was in the woods with my girlfriend and I like started tripping, so I started like just wandering in the woods, forgot who I was. I completely forgot who I was, just walking through the woods, and I'm just like, whoa, I'm just, I exist. Don't know what I am, but I exist. I'm just looking at everything breathe. And then uh, I'm by the, sh- the shore of this lake, and like right when I'm remembering who I am, my dog and my girlfriend come up to me, and I'm like, oh my God. That perfect We're synchronicity. We're a family. <laughs> <laughs> like my brain explodes into a thousand stars. <laughs> so that moment where you like, you... You forget who you are and you come back into the realization of what's good and you're actually in a moment that's good. That's cool. Yeah. And I really don't have anything to say about this community except for good things. And if I didn't like something, you know, I would tell you. Good. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, yeah. You're not going to hold it down. You're not like a Catholic. We hold it down. A typical Midwestern will experience something bad push it down for 60 years and then they die <laughs> <laughs> from too much meatloaf we call that strength <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i have a midwestern family too it's there's the... like this weird pride mentality about how miserable and repressed they are oh yeah it's so strange because a lot of them honestly like you fuckers need to like cry mm-hmm. and hug experience and that... <laughs> yeah human emotions yeah and uh trying to think of some more stuff to talk about with comedy i always feel really kind of obnoxious when i talk about comedy you you don't have to talk about comedy we can talk about what's your favorite color i like turquoise yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is my uh oh well my birthstones aquamarine or whatever aqua aqua de gel close enough man so how you're 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 gonna get my lady massage i hear you get good massages what got you into massage therapy I was bouncing around from job to job, and I... It's probably good to get your anger out, right? You just dig into someone? No, I really love people, and that's part of the reason I'm so sad and angry all the time. And I want to help people, and this is a way that I feel that I do, that I can. But, like, do you ever give, like, a sports massage where you just, like... Because when I get a massage, I want them to, like, rip my bones out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm going to do that to her today. Last time, like, <laughs> I never know. You kind of got to work on somebody first. Yeah, you want to you sniff them out, see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, or I've had people say, like, oh, yeah, don't worry about, like, lots of pressure. And then you do it. And they're like, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. And I got into that. I was bouncing around from job to job. And I ended up running the front desk at a massage place. And they said, get massages so you can tell the clients who is good at what. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was just a bougie luxury bullshit thing. I'd had one before and like it wasn't something that wowed me, you know. Like, yeah. So I ended up having some really good experiences with it. And I realized that it doesn't have like I, I guess that kind of changed my opinion on it. And I started pursuing it and went to school for it. I like doing it and I like. Like, that's such a long conversation. Maybe that'd be better for another time because I get kind of weird about that stuff. Massages? Yeah. Or like, have you ever seen Dr. Sleep? No. Go watch Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep? What's that about? <laughs> it's like a sequel to The Shining. Oh, I haven't seen The Shining either. Oh, my God. I'm, really? I'm Yeah, I need to watch that. Oh. I've seen uh, Pet Cemetery. Well, fuck Pet Cemetery. We're not talking <laughs> about Pet Cemetery. I'm talking about The Shining. <laughs> I've seen Kubrick. <laughs> I saw what's it called, Full I'm Metal Jacket. Familiar with his work? I, uh, I've, uh, yes. Um. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that. I'll put that on the docket. Um. And then I just picked up an eight to five job at like a an office job because I'm really not willing to compromise on the comedy thing. That's why I moved here and good move. God damn it, I'll make it work. You what know? was the boiling point? Was it the pandemic that brought you out here? Um I announced that I was gonna move at a certain point 
and then honestly, I <laughs> I am an alcoholic, like a real, like a for realsy one. Not like like it's fucking ugly, yeah. and people don't know how bad it is because I'm really good at it. <laughs> and, nice. Um, I'm <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> so I'm. That's another long conversation, but. I'm sober. I'm sober right now. I'm more sober than I was in the past. Except for I, weed, right? Oh, yeah. I smoke weed like crazy. The, ma- it, the marijuana is a great just uh, placeholder, huh? For I, Yeah. Yeah. Baby loves her banky. <laughs> <laughs> indica? You an indica gal? Sativa? I love everything. Yeah, I, just I love like, it all. I just like weed. Yeah. I love getting high. 100 milligram edible? Would yeah. Would you tank it? Oh, yeah. Do yeah, cartwheels? That's, fa- that's the only way to eat edibles. Really? I, I just buy containers of them. Holy them Christ yeah. in heaven. We yeah. should have started with this. <laughs> <laughs> we should, yeah, we should do another episode where we both just get rip roaring stone. Sure. Bring Sammy in here. We just stare at him. Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. What was I saying? Eric moved out from... What, what move oh is? yeah yeah um so i announced that i was gonna move and then like right after that i got pulled over i it was my fault and i wasn't like driving fucked up or anything but i was i did a show in lincoln and i was driving back to omaha to do a show and i was going 10 miles over and there was a cop just waiting for that bullshit mm-hmm. and i had just hit my weed pipe uh... like just hit it and I had some shooters in my bag, and I had drank one of them. And he pulls me over, and if he smelled the weed, and I totally tried to like white girl lie my way out of it. No officer. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, that card is in the deck, and goddamn, am I gonna lay it down and play it as hard <laughs> as I can? <laughs> I'm getting old. It doesn't work anymore. Uh-huh. You know, like you can see that I've seen things in these eyes now. They don't mm-hmm. look innocent. <laughs> I'm weathered. Did you pull a knife on him? <laughs> I should have. I hope his Christmas so did you get sucked. A D, did you get a DUA? No, I oh. didn't. I didn't. Here's the thing. What? Honestly, I like got into character to to fucking get out of this situation. Like what? he he said he smelled the weed, and that's when I was like, oh fuck. If I was the cop right now, how it, would you talk to me? Like, you know, why I pulled you over. You're not. I can't look at you like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't look at you like you're stupid. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, I appreciate that. <laughs> he comes up. He says he smells the weed. Uh-huh. I try to get out of it. He says, I'm going to search that whole car. So you better tell, like, and I just, t- I for- I genuinely forgot to fucking mention the shooters and I left my yeah. bag in there. Yeah. And so he like found the alcohol and he took me in his car and I was just giving him the most like baby deer look mm. that I could muster yeah. up. And I really was thinking like, okay, I've got some shit riding on the line right now. This is not good. And this guy looks at me and he was pretty like, he was kind of an asshole cop. He put me in his car. He was yelling at me about the alcohol. And she's like, did you just forget to blah, 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 blah. Like he was on my ass about it. And he wanted to sobriety test me. And if he had full blown done it, I don't think I would have passed. Yeah. And he looked at me. And he just did the finger test with the eyes. Yeah. And that's all he did. And he goes, well, I don't believe you're under the influence and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And that fucker wrote me up for my fucking paraphernalia the weed and the alcohol if you could call it that yeah. i went and i found the most better call saul motherfucker i could contact in lincoln nebraska and he wanted to fuck me so i only had to pay him 500 bucks because men are fucking morons which now i've got to deal with that the whole time i'm dealing with this guy you know yeah. i don't want to fuck him no. i want some legal help god damn it yeah and it's like this guy has yellow pinstripes on his suit i'm gonna get out of some of this yeah and he got the drug charges to- j- dropped, and he's like, come on, judge, she's a comedian. She doesn't make a lot of money. And he yeah. like gave me a dirty look and was like, $25 fine for an open container. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I was thinking about someone told me that I need to start making merch, and I was going to take my ticket from that incident and nice. make shirts with it. That's perfect. If you need someone to do graphics, I'll do it. That's funny. Cool. <laughs> fuck. Haley, you're uh, you gotta you gotta you, you you do a lot of stories on stage and you have plenty and that's what's funny, man. It's people can relate to the stories. 
I am trying to like loosen up more and be able to think on the fly. Like I want to like actually talk to people and connect with people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come up here and be a puppet. Like I'm talking about shit that I've talked about before, mm-hmm. but like I'm talking to you about it now. And I do want to be genuine on stage and I want to be in the moment. I don't want this to be recited. Yeah. At, at, at Finkel and Garf, one of my shows, you, you're like, you said cunt and you, you, you like saw the crowd. It's bolder. So you said cunt. Oh, I like, knew they weren't going to like it. I didn't care. Like, oh, and they're like, I know you guys didn't like it when I said cunt. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have the, the, the knowledge of like that not a lot of comics have when they have, they know how the, something they did hit the audience nah. and can react to it. All I hear in my head is rat suit. <laughs> I want to make like a prayer candle of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Maybe I could sell those for merch too. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. End up with a lawsuit eventually. Yeah. They're, they're a they're dying gonna, company. Yeah. They can't do anything. Also, I'm selling Toys R Us pins right now. <laughs> <laughs> Haley Raven, everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want anything you want to say to the folks at home? I'm glad I'm gone. <laughs>